Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 347 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 12. This is a power-packed chapter. We read about Jesus having dinner with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Mary poured a rare perfume on Jesus' feet, readying him for his burial. She likely didn't know her act was in preparation for Jesus' death, but God and Jesus did. God has every detail in his care and uses us to carry out his will. May we be extra sensitive to his gentle whispers and be obedient to his call. We read about the jealous Pharisees and their plot to kill Lazarus because so many people flocked to Jesus because he raised Lazarus from the dead. Imagine the chief priests plotting the death of two people. That's a tough one to imagine when you really think about it. Then Jesus rides in on a donkey for the first Palm Sunday as the people worship him. Zechariah 9.9 is referenced because this day was prophesied about years before and says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes to you. He is uncompromisingly just and having salvation, triumphant and victorious, patient, meek, lowly, and riding on a donkey upon a colt, the foal of a donkey. The people rejoiced, just as was foretold years and years ago. There are also references to Isaiah throughout this chapter. I cannot encourage you enough to read them. You will see how the prophecies made so long ago are fulfilled through Christ's death and resurrection. The Old and New Testaments collide once again. In verse 27, Jesus said, Now my soul is troubled and distressed, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour of trial and agony. But it was for this very purpose that I have come to this hour, that I might undergo it. Jesus knew his time of suffering was near and his soul was in distress, yet he is so determined to suffer so that his final mission would be complete. He came to save us, and that is exactly what he set his mind to do. He glorified God's name through accomplishing his mission. In verse 28, he said, Rather, I will say, Father, glorify, honor, extol your own name. May we pray that God will show us how we can glorify his name. Verses 31 and 32 are underlined and starred in my Bible. Jesus said the enemy of the world was expelled. This is huge. We must know we have power over the enemy through the blood of Christ. Verse 32 is for us and says, And I, if and when I am lifted up from the earth on the cross, will draw and attract all men, Gentiles, as well as Jews to myself. Here we read that Jesus came to save us. May we rejoice and praise him just as the people did on that first Palm Sunday. Let's see what Amos has for us today in chapter 5. He began writing about the downfall of Israel. While God had fortified her during wartime, they were now so weak that their enemies only had to send a tenth of the troops to overtake them. In verse 4, we see God's heart. He said, Seek me, inquire for and of me, and require me as you require food, and you shall live. In 2 Chronicles 15, verse 2, Azariah said the same thing. He said, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, inquiring for and of him, 
craving him as your soul's first necessity, he will be found by you. But if you become indifferent and forsake him, he will forsake you. Jesus said that if we seek the Lord, we will find him. The message has not changed over thousands of years. May we seek the Lord with all our hearts. Then Amos writes about seeking the God who made the constellations, who makes nighttime and daytime appear every day, and the oceans pour over the earth. Our God is almighty, and he deserves our worship and our praise. Amos called the people out for their oppression of the poor. The rich took advantage of them. The court system was overwrought with bribes and evil doings. There was no justice for the poor, and the people would be punished for these sins. He tells them there will be a day when they will mourn. During that time, professional mourners were hired to mourn at funerals. But there will be such lack that there won't be enough of them, and they'd have to hire farmers to mourn. Amos told them to seek good and not evil, and then maybe God would be gracious to them. We know they didn't turn from their sin and were taken into exile by Assyria and Babylon. Last, Amos told them to quit hoping for the day of the Lord because it would bring them judgment, not mercy. The Lord detested their offerings and their music to him. He would not receive them as they also sacrificed and worshipped foreign idols and gods. Instead, they would be sent into captivity. This happened, but the promise that God would bring them back to him will happen as well. In chapter 6, Amos speaks to the people who were living lives at ease and self-indulgence. While others suffered, the wealthy took their leisure. This was so wrong in the eyes of God. The leaders would be the first to be taken captive. Pride always comes before the fall, and God hated the pride of Israel. Remember, Amos was prophesying to the people when they enjoyed much prosperity. May we use what God has given us to help others and not indulge ourselves beyond simply taking good care of ourselves so that we can be in service to the Lord. May we think of others as we think of ourselves. Let's see what advice King Solomon has for us today in Proverbs 16. Verse 3 says, Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. As we surrender our lives to Christ, trust him, and seek him, he changes our hearts and minds. Our thoughts and desires become aligned with his. Then he blesses our plans because they are in fact his plans. Verse 4 says, The Lord has made everything to accommodate itself and contribute to its own end and his own purpose. Even the wicked are fitted for their role for the day of calamity and evil. The Lord has a plan for everything. Verse 33 says, The lot is cast into the lap, but the decision is wholly of the Lord. Even the events that seem accidental are really ordered by him. Let us know the Lord controls it all, so let's surrender everything to him. Let's not hold on to anything too tightly, for it is all his. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us more of your ways. Thank you for the wisdom in your word. Please impart more wisdom into our hearts. Help us be obedient to you, Father. Guard our hearts and keep them yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.